Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson. If you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask at SWATradio.com. And if you are listening to the podcast because you missed us live, you can also send us your questions on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. A few headlines that were interesting to me today. Uh, in China, they have begun anal swabbing as testing uh, for <laughs> COVID-19. That sounds so wrong, man. <laughs> yeah, that. it did. Uh, Pretty crazy. I would not be surprised if we see that here in some form uh, at some point, though. Uh, but pretty weird nonetheless. Uh, Florida teachers reportedly caught partying, traveling, uh, while supposedly working remotely. And uh, when they were confronted about it, they said that the district was spying on them. Uh, I was, as a teacher, I was like, wow, that's pretty uh, irresponsible. <laughs> um, and then here's a weird one. There's a man, he wants to turn himself into a black alien. He has since cut off his nose and part of his lip in order to attain that look, and now he can't speak. Oh, my gosh. Yes, uh, pretty pretty crazy. Uh, New York health officials threaten residents with involuntary COVID quarantining if they don't self-quarantine on their own. Uh, so that's a pretty uh, big step there. And then the Senate Democrats introduce a bill to make D.C. a state, and that would effectively effectively expand their Senate majority um, which is something that before the uh, election I had read uh, a number of things about. So to see them pushing towards that is not surprising, but for people who may not have been informed, informed it might be. Okay, so I got I, I, I read this bulletin today. Uh, by the way, this is Doug McCary. Thank you for listening to SWAT Radio. Um, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth, and uh, we are... Um, about God's word uh, impacting us as we look at culture, what's going on around us. And um, we are living in really bizarre times, almost biblical times where wrong is called right, right is called wrong. Yeah. And things are really happening pretty quick. So, Taylor, you're probably not even aware of this. This just came out at 11 o'clock today. It is a Department of Homeland Security bulletin, and I want to read it. This is what the depart the new administration's Department of Homeland Security says. Um, the acting secretary has issued a national terrorism advisory bulletin due to a heightened threat environment across this country, which they believe is going to persist in the weeks following the inauguration. Information suggests that ideologically motivated violent extremists with objections to the exercise of government authority in the presidential transition and other grievances fueled by false narratives will mobilize and continue to incite or commit violence. Details throughout 2020, now they have a name, DVE, Domestic Violent Extremist, hmm targeted individuals with opposing views engaged in First Amendment-protected 
nonviolent protest activity. These DVEs, motivated by a range of issues, including anger over COVID restrictions, 2020 election results, uh, and police use of force have plotted on occasion carried out attacks against government facilities. Longstanding racial and ethnic tension, uh, including opposition to immigration, has driven these to violent these violent extremist attacks, including a 2019 shooting in El Paso that killed 23 people. DHS is concerned that these same drivers to violence will remain through early 2021 and will be emboldened by the January 6th breach of the government Capitol building. Uh, We remain concerned that homegrown violent extremists, HVEs now referred to as, inspired by foreign terrorist groups who commit three who committed three attacks govern, against government officials in 2020 remain a threat uh, we will continue to take precautions um, and this is just what's crazy is um, they they put this thing out they've still got national guard up in dc yep. as if there's going to be another uh, attack on the capitol um, I'm, I have a real concern that this is going to be, a uh, the Trojan horse yeah. through where more government police state tactics come out. Yeah. And you know, here's the thing as believers, I mean, um, God is our sovereign mm-hmm. and we're going to do what he says, no matter what, hopefully, uh, if you're really his, you will. But, um, I, I was, got, before I even saw that. I was going to go to this other thing that came out uh, that uh, my wife sent me today. I saw and I was just like blown away by it, by what's uh, it has to do with the virus. All these people are jumping into the virus. I mean, to take the vaccine. Uh And um, this article came out, said tech giants with deep ties to U.S. national security state including Microsoft, Oracle, and the MITRE Corporation, M-I-T-R-E, have partnered with healthcare companies to create this thing called the vaccinine, I mean, sorry, the Vaccination Credential Initiative, VCI, to advance the implementation of dig- digital COVID-19 vaccination records. Mm. The initiative is essentially built on a common framework of digital vaccination wallets called smart health cards, which are meant to work across organizational and even jurisdictional boundaries as part of a new global vaccination record-keeping ability and infrastructure. These smart health cards are expected to include a person's complete name, gender, birth date, mobile phone number, email address, in addition to vaccination information, though it is possible and likely more information will be required as this initiative advances. Mm -hmm. And they go on to say, and I'm not going to read the whole thing, but they go on to say that they can add economic data. In other words, where you spend money, how Mm -hmm. you spend money, what you spend money on, and coercion is a built-in part of the infrastructure. And if implemented, it will be used to modify behavior. 
And let me go. There is one other part I want to read that I thought was really interesting uh, because it deals with Microsoft and what they were saying about their ability to follow things here is this has been going on for a few years. I mean, Microsoft and other companies have been working on this. But listen to this. Uh, Given the reasonable speculation that such platforms would utilize digital currency, specifically cryptocurrency, for financial activity, it's worth noting that the VCI member Microsoft filed a patent in 2019, that's a year ago, or a little over a year ago, that would allow human body activity, including brainwaves and body heat, to mine cryptocurrency Mm. this would link biometrics to financial activity and other things so basically they would link it all to your fingerprint your i mean things about you so you're starting to see that it's very easy to see how a global one world order could enforce stuff at will because right now it's mask (laughs) yep yeah, and then if you, you can't look at, you can't buy food if you don't have a mask. You can't shop in here if you don't have a mask. You can't do mm-hmm. this if you don't have a mask over something that has a ninety nine point nine nine percent survivability yeah. rate. Yeah, and if you look at what kind of China's been doing for the past several years, is they have a social credit system, and that kind of sounds like to me the beginnings of that by. Uh, introducing just, hey, you know, we're trying to get to see who's vaccinated and who's not, but that they could put other data in there, so such as, you know, social media use and stuff like that. It sounds like maybe that would be a possibility um, because that's something that people have warned about uh, coming to America, not through government means, but through corporations uh, deciding to implement it um, on their own. I mean, think about that, Taylor. People are fighting over a vaccine where there's a 99, actually 0.87% survivability rate. I mean, people die every year from the flu. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed they don't have any flu numbers for this year? Yeah. Any deaths? I mean, there's hardly any flu numbers this yeah. year. I mean, th- this this thing, and I'm not, listen, I'm not saying it's not out there, but we have viruses every year, mm-hmm. and we've had pandemics before. But that this thing has been whipped up, and and what we see, look at how it's changed in one year, how it's affected the course of commerce mm-hmm. and freedoms, worship, yep. all kinds of things. And, you know, people, we got to ask ourselves, if we're sheep, who are we following? Mm-hmm. Why are we following? We do things we don't even know why we do. Yeah, you know, I was talking to a, a medical care professional the other day, and they were telling me, "Do you know they're finding out that you wear those cotton masks, those those temporary masks, not the cloth ones, but the the ones? It says on the box does not cure coronavirus or does not prevent you from getting coronavirus, <laughs> and you inhale little parts of the mask that get into your lungs." Yeah. And you, you lose your oxygen content to your blood is lower if you wear a mask. Mm. So there are things like that people don't even take into account yeah. out of fear for the other. So anyway. Yeah. All right, we're up against the break, so stick with us. We will be back with more soon. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. 
If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.astore.com. Push, I pull, go back and forth, finding myself Pounding on a locked door, I try to make it out alone without your help But I know I'll never win this war I can never be, never be free without you I can never be, never be me that is Freedom Hymn by Austin French. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us, we took the first segment of the day, as we do every day, uh, to talk about, oh, well, every day, Monday through Wednesday, I should say, to talk about the news of the day and talking a little bit about uh, the vaccines and the lengths that the corporate world seems, uh, to, or it seems like they are going to be going to to ensure that everyone uh, gets the vaccine. Uh, well, you know, we're we're just we were talking about sheep, <laughs> yeah. and and who sheep are following. People blindly follow things; they don't even know why they're doing it. I mean, they have a an idea, but we're so uh, th- this this mask mandate. Th- we went to see a comedian Saturday. Did I tell you this? Uh, mm-hmm. we, we went no. we went to see Brian Regan at the Florida Theater. I love Brian Regan. I've seen him a bunch. We used to see him in comedy clubs when he was. Small, then he blew up and got big, but now he was at the Florida Theater. So we go down there the other night, my wife and I, and we're sitting up in the balcony. They have seat space, so they've got spacers so that everybody's not sitting together. You have to have mask on, and then if you get a drink and snack, which you can buy, you have to put the mask on in between <sighs> sips and chews. I kid you not. I remember hearing and, that about California. And, I, and we laughed. Yeah. We laughed at that. I remember that, too. I'm going, that's ridiculous. So we, we were sitting up in the balcony, and literally there's a guy on the front, front row in the balcony, nobody in front of him, nobody beside him except his wife. He's got a glass of, of um, a drink down there he's drinking. And literally, he just takes his mask off and he's drinking it. The the ushers come by three times. Sir, you got to put your mask on. They came by me. The guy comes. By, I'm eating peanuts, right? The guy comes to me and says, "Sir, you got to put your mask on." I'm like, "I'm eating." He goes, "Well, you got to do it in between bites." I'm like, "Thank you, okay." <laughs> and and I'm just like, "That's these people uh, are overzealous." 
and control is yeah. what it is because to take your mask off at all to eat or drink is still exposing whatever might be in your mouth anyway, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And the, the the second you take a mask off, and first you you got to talk about different types of masks, but the second you take it off, it becomes ineffective. Uh, but along that those lines, I don't know if you saw, there was a video of, uh, I only saw the clip of two basketball players after a game going to kind of like congratulate each other from opposing teams and give each other a hug because they knew each other, and a security guy came in and broke it up. Like, you can't, you can't do that. Come on, come well, on. Well, then you got Fauci on today saying our biggest drive right now is to get people to wear a mask. He said that today. When you read on the box, the mask does not prevent the spread of COVID. In fact, last July, I don't know if you remember, on the CDC website, it says masks have not been proven to decrease your chances of getting COVID. Yeah, now they're trying to say, tell you to wear two or even three. I, I, it's insane. Yeah. And so so here's the thing. I, I told you I was in a store the other day, and me and one other guy didn't have a mask on. And I, we looked at each other from across the store, and he goes, right on. I'm like, yeah. And, and uh, we said, well, if more people would just say no, then, yeah, you know, and, and people are like, well, you might get it. Well, there's a 99.87% survivability rate. And we don't do this for... We don't do this for flu. We've not done it for anything else. But it has given power to people who have an unbelievable thirst for power and exercising control. And where does it stop? I want to go to Mike Lindell just for a second before we get into Acts this week. I finish up the um, 1 through 11 of Acts. But Mike Lindell is a believer. Mike Lindell is a guy who's had, uh, you've seen him on TV. He does the My Pillow. He's that mm-hmm. guy. He was a drug addict. Mm-hmm. God changed his life. And now he has uh, brought jobs to America. He's brought a product to America. A lot of people like his products. He has been a very vocal uh, advocate for Christianity, mm-hmm. for Jesus Christ. Well, he came out and he said, he invested his own money to investigate whether there was fraud in the election with Dominion voting machines. He invested millions of dollars to have a private investigator investigate it and has the actual evidence that he can get nobody to take. This is what he said. Mm. And because he said all these things and what happened in the Capitol, Mike Lindell was now banned from his products were banned well first of all he was twitter banned mm-hmm. they took him off twitter when he started saying this stuff because he just said i just want people to see the evidence i want the truth to come out that's yeah. all and he was banned from Coles. he was his products are taken away they didn't renew Coles, bed bath and beyond now that's expanded to kroger heb out in texas and uh other stores and it's cancel culture is what mm-hmm. it is. And here's what he said. You know, he was on, he was on, he did an interview uh, last night, but he says, I'm not going to be arrested by big, uh, erased by big tech. I'm not giving up. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's been through a lot already. Yeah. And uh, twin, Twitter permanently banned him. Mm. And you know why? They permanently banned him simply because. Uh, due to repeated violations of our civil integrity policy. That's what they listed. Mm. Um, 
you know, he... The Ayatollah is still on Twitter, though. I know. He said, listen, Lindell says, if they can do this to me, listen, I, they can do it to anybody. Mm-hmm. They can do it to you, and they will. Uh, they don't fear you right now because you may not be saying anything out there that they don't want people to hear. But he has credible evidence, he says, that he paid millions of dollars for. Why would he do that? Why? Because he said he wanted to find out if it was true or not. And he had the money. But he said they're, they're not even using real people. They've got trolls and bots. The real people out in America will buy the products. They're not going to stop buying his products. Real people will support. And, you know, um, but you can't do this just because they can cancel. You can't stop doing this stuff. But Bad Bath and & Beyond and Coles pulled it. Um, and, you know, he's uh, he's even floated running for governor for Minnesota. Oh, has he really? Yeah. Um, but um, he he's just... He's very frustrated, and, you know, as a believer, as a guy who's wanting to represent Christ, I mean, I just want you to imagine this in any other realm. Let's say you went out and and you heard that something was wrong, and you invested your money, Taylor. You went out and spent thousands of dollars to hire a guy, and you found evidence that you wanted to present, and nobody would let you present it all the mediums that where you could share it shut you down i mean that in america yeah it, if if you want to if you want to prove somebody's not telling truth you don't not let them tell it you tell the truth and let the people compare the evidence yep and so what's happening now is these big tech companies are shutting us down everywhere and pretty soon you watch it's not going to be mike lindell it's going to be First Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, um, you know, Christian Family Chapel in Mandarin. It's going to be churches that are putting stuff on their website when their pastor preaches against homosexuality as being sinful and something that people need to repent of or abortion or whatever it is. It's going to be considered hate speech, and they're going to shut you down. You're not going to have that voice. So as believers, one thing, since we still live in a fairly free country we need to be developing alternate sources of communication because i'll tell you right now if if let's say a christian it guy came up with an alternative to twitter that that was really effective like parlor was Mm -hmm. but that was not dependent on their servers and we're about a year away because there's a there's a blockchain thing coming soon and within the next year that will give us an ability to do that. But we've got to have those alternate means of communicate. If you want to mass communicate, yeah. what still um, hasn't been taken from us is you and I can tell anybody mm-hmm. stuff personally. Yeah. And if believers would stop being kowtowed into and politically corrected down to mm-hmm. not saying anything and start speaking the truth and, and really sharing truth and and challenging lies and and being honest about what's going on in our world and and then um then maybe we could start exercising some grassroots influence instead of having to do it on a mass level yeah because that's that's what i think we're going to have to do and it starts just where you are one-on-one influencing somebody to say hey why do you believe that way 
I mean, have you looked at the evidence? Do you know what the evidence is? Um, and, and it doesn't matter what people believe stuff about the Bible that have never read the Bible. Yeah. And, and they believe stuff about Christianity. They don't have, they've never opened up a Bible in their life. So we, we start where we are, start local and expand, start speaking the truth, stop being a sheep following uh, wolves in sheep clothing or mm-hmm. any blind shepherds that don't know where they're leading you and follow the one true shepherd be a voice for truth be a voice for right be a voice for hope in this world and um i i just i watch what happened to lindell it's wrong on so many levels what they're doing to him yeah and you know what's been kind of for me over the past year has been a real realization is that you know we think that about these things we call american values and to realize that most of the country uh, and most of the people around me or that I, I see on Facebook and stuff don't either know what the values are or don't adhere to them. Uh, someone posted something on Facebook, uh, a relative of mine, and someone re- 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 commented to the, the post and said that should be illegal to say. So, you know, there is a, a element of people in our society that don't understand the, uh, you know, the, the like what free speech is and they don't understand what it means to have American values, which are really Christian values. Yeah. And because of that, that's why we need to start with the grassroots to well, get to people who don't understand. Well, let me step back from what you're saying there, oh, uh, just a minute, because when I'm talking about what they're doing to Lingdell is wrong. It is wrong. Uh, what they're doing, they're shutting him out and not shutting other people out, but wrongs have gone on forever. But really God's values and I know this is going to surprise you, may <laughs> provoke you, but God's values are not necessarily America's values. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, God calls us to obey him. And what he's, he's doing is when we are gods, we're slaves to him. Uh-huh. I know that word has a lot of negative connotations, but uh, when we come back from this break, I want to share a thought, and then maybe we'll finish up with Acts <laughs> 1 through 11. Okay. All right, so stick with us. We will be back with more after the news. We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, A Store and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug at SWATradio.com. Uh, you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store, and you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back after the news. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice at the same old lies, if you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. That was Zach Williams with Chain Breaker. And if you are just joining us before the news break, we were talking a little bit, or I was talking a little bit about. Um, Christian values as opposed to American values and how they are similar. And I guess really I was talking about people don't know what American values are. So I should probably reset what I mean by that. I probably should say more the founding values, which was the the idea that we can be free in this country because we have 
submitted ourselves to a heavenly authority rather than to an authority of man. And it was actually during the founding era, it was really uh, steeped in Christian understanding and Christian belief uh, as opposed to kind of what we think of as American values now, which is just freedom unfeathered without responsibility. Well, it's unbounded freedom, which Mm -hmm. was never – our founding fathers did not – what they meant, I believe, by freedom was a freedom bounded up in Christ. Mm -hmm. I think at least the – the majority of the founders would have had that viewpoint Mm -hmm. is because freedom in a country doesn't work if everybody's free to do what they want to do because you have to have order. Yeah. And they believed that order to Christ and his, uh, his kingdom was uh, if, if you had that, then the freedom within the country would work Mm -hmm. because his law would overwhelm the man's law. Yeah. Um, but this, um, devotion today, Lori shared with me, uh, from Paul Tripp, he says, we're all slaves. The question is to whom or to what everyone is willing to make sacrifices. The question is to whom or for what we all follow rules. The question is whose rules and for what, and we all give our heart to something. And he makes this statement. We were never hardwired to be free if by freedom we mean an independent, self-sufficient life, God created us to be connected to something bigger than ourselves. And so he calls us, and the whole point of Acts is he calls his followers to to not just come be part of a group that's going to be uh, in relationship with God in a monastery somewhere. Mm-hmm. He calls them to work. Yeah as slaves to him right so paul paul made that very clear he said i'm a slave i'm bound to christ and i'm bound to him because he's the only one worth being bound to he bought me when he died on the cross and so the slavery that i experienced in the world to sin has been replaced by my slavery to him out of love Mm -hmm and affection and um and and gratitude for what he's done and so when the disciples he called them he had 40 days on earth with them and in acts 1 through 11 we've been looking at that this week and monday and tuesday really yesterday we looked at god calling his disciples and us to teach his message which was repentance and forgiveness um that was what he told them uh, back in Luke 40, uh, 24, uh, verses 44 to the end of the chapter, his message was one of repentance. And so when Peter preached in Acts and they said, hey, what do we have to do? He said, repent and believe. Over and over you see that message. We've somehow tied repentance into works today. Mm. And it's not a work. Repentance is a response. It's a response that the Holy Spirit unveils who you are to yourself and who he is and you go i don't like what i see i don't want to be like this i want to be going this direction but we have no ability in our own to do it and that was the message that he taught him in acts 1 1 and 2 he said you got to preach the right message his message but he also said in verse 3 we got to teach his priority he was here 40 days and it says that he taught them about the kingdom of god He didn't talk about overthrowing Rome, feeding the poor, 
doing miracles. It was about God's kingdom. And then in verses 4 through 7, he calls them and us to trust his power. Remember, he told them, I want you to go wait. You go wait till you get the promise of the Father, which was the Holy Spirit. And it goes back to Ezekiel, verse 36, where he, uh, or chapter 36, where God says, I'm going to give you a new heart and a new spirit. Even in the New Testament, in John chapter 7, Jesus said, anyone who wants to, uh, is thirsty, come to me, and out of you will flow living water. That living water is the Holy Spirit. And so I want you to think about what he accomplished with the disciples. They had no power, no education, no money, no influence, and yet they were given the mission to take the message and change the world with it, to go all over the world. And how were they to accomplish that? Um, we sometimes just go, well, you know, they were amazing men. And we, I mean, we know they were bad, but they, they, they were just, we don't see them as ourselves a lot of times. Yeah. Can you imagine him coming to me and you and 10 other guys here and saying, okay, you guys, there's no other believers in the world except about a hundred of you here. And you're going to go change the world with this message. Oh yeah, I'm out of here. Bye. <laughs> but I'm going to send you something that'll help you. You just wait right here. Think about that. And that's what exactly what happened. He's saying, I want you to trust my power, not your power. But don't you think that's a big struggle for us? Don't you think our natural inclination, Taylor, is to, when we think about ministry, sharing the gospel with somebody, sharing the hope of Jesus with somebody, we shrink back because we go, I can't do that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it, it's natural for us to look and say, how am I going to do this? How, 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 how's this going to happen? How's this going to fall in place rather than realizing that God is all powerful. And if he called us to something, he's going to make it happen. The issue is if he called us to something, why are we not being obedient? Yeah. Why are we delaying? Why are we not serving God? See, here's the thing. It says we, we covered this yesterday. It says when he wrote Theophilus, who he wrote the letter to, It says, in my first account, which was the Gospel of Luke, I I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and teach. In other words, his work wasn't finished. Jesus' work on earth of collecting the elect was not finished. He passed that work on to the disciples, and he said, I want you guys to go wait. I want you to wait, and when you're empowered from the Spirit, from the promise of the Father, then you'll be ready to and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. And so that was his strategy. Start local and expand. Start in Jerusalem and expand outward. And when they heard that, then he said, okay, I'm out of here. And he leaves, and they're looking up, and the angel goes, hey, what are you guys waiting for? Go do what you're supposed to do. I think a lot of us are still standing, looking up into heaven practically. We're not doing it because we're we're wanting either more information from him or we're not trusting in the information he's already given to say hey i want you to wait the power's going to come on you well when it came on the disciples they began taking that message to people and the holy spirit would come on people as god opened their eyes so as the disciples shared with people guess what they spoke in tongues they uh had manifestations of the spirit 
power in them as they began to boldly preach. See, so many people think that the manifestations of the gifts of the Spirit are just somebody speaking in tongues. That was a part of what God used to validate that those people later than the apostles had the same Holy Spirit inside of them. Yeah. But what's interesting, there were times it says, and the Holy Spirit was on them and they preached boldly. That's another manifestation of the gift of the Spirit. People today abuse the gift of tongues. They they take it out of context. And a lot of people, uh, the, the word that is used for that is a known language. Yeah. It's not an unknown language. It's it's a language that you don't know, but it's a language that somebody else knows. Mm-hmm. And and that's what they the the spirit manifested itself there. And so he's saying trust his power and go follow his plan. Be his witness. What does a witness do? What they see, what they hear, and what they experience. If you talk beyond that, when I was in uh, FBI, we used to put witnesses on the stand. They couldn't tell what somebody else experienced. Yeah, They couldn't tell what somebody else heard. That's hearsay. Mm-hmm. They had to tell what they heard, what they saw, and what they experienced. And one of the big problems in the church in this country is a lot of people are living their Christian experience through somebody else's experience. They don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. They only know about him because one of their friends knows him and has a good relationship and people think that because these people know him and I'm hanging around him and yeah, I think it's okay. Uh, then that means I'm in. Yeah. Right. But that didn't work out too well for Judas. Did it? Mm-mm. We're going to see next week what, what happened with Judas, but no, we have to have a personal relationship and we follow his strategy, which is to be his witnesses. So if we're not being witnesses, we're being disobedient. We should always be being witnesses of his work in our life. You see that in the Apostle Paul's life, wherever he went. Why was he put on trial? Why was he uh, beaten? Why was he arrested? You know why? Because when Felix and Festus was talking about it to the Herod, they, they were like, hey, this guy could have been freed. He's just talking about a guy who was dead and said he was resurrected. Mm. He was preaching the risen Christ. That was the theme throughout Acts. So as we go further into Acts, as we continue to unfold God's unstoppable plan, just remember that if you're his, you're part of that plan. You're on the rescue team. He wants to use you to reach out to people. So be his witness. Be his witness. When we come back, we'll, we'll kind of go over that again in maybe a little more detail. Cool. So stick with us. We will be back with more after the break. We'd like to give a shout out to our listeners listening in Virginia at the Lighthouse, as well as in Meridian, Mississippi, listening on WMER, and all of you local listeners, 91.7 here in Jacksonville, 91.9 in St. Augustine, and 91.3 in Folkestone, Georgia. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. 
We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. That was Need to Breathe with Brother. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, we are finishing up looking at Acts chapter 1, verses 1 through 11 uh, this week. And we've been talking about that a little bit in this last segment. In the segments before that, we were talking a little bit about the news of the day and just um, how we as Christians should respond to the events uh, of what's going on around us. So if you have any questions about that or would like to join the discussion about uh, either of those two things, or anything really, uh, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask at SWATradio.com. You know, Taylor, um, when you look at um, what he said in verses uh, 9, 10, 11, uh he said these things they were looking on. He was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. While they were gazing into heaven as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes, indicating what? They were angels. Mm-hmm. Right? And said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. That's it. That's what they say. That's how, that's how Luke finishes that. He doesn't say anything else. His next statement is then they return to Jerusalem. Why? Because the angel was going, why are you looking up? Why are you here? He just told you, go to Jerusalem and wait. That's yeah. what he told them to do. And they end up doing that. But their initial response was, man, probably they were sad because he was gone. I mean, they think about that. They walked with him. They saw him crucified. They saw him resurrected. And, and he was the power. I mean, like when they walked with him, they saw him heal people. They went out. Remember when they came back after they had that temporary ability to cast out demons and stuff. And they came back saying, Hey, demons fleed from us. And we were able to do this and that. And he said, Hey, don't, don't get concerned with that. He said, you should be glad that your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Um, and so, bless you. You got to love those allergies, yep. don't you? Um, you know, I, I feel bad for people who have a chronic cough or people who sneeze a lot with allergies because now everybody thinks you got yeah, COVID. Yeah, right. Um, anyway, um, you know, when when you think about the urgency of 
what Jesus tried to communicate to his guys. His disciples thought he was coming back like the next day. Yeah. They lived every day like he was coming back within their lifetime. How much has that impacted your life? Like, do you, do you really think he's coming back in your lifetime? I mean, have you had that conscious thought? Because I can honestly say I'm 59. There's been a couple of times where I thought, okay, he could be coming back now. Like I remember in the Gulf War, the very first desert storm, mm. uh, all the stuff was happening in the Middle East. And I was thinking, in fact, guys were asking me, do you think this is it? I mean, is this the end times? And now you're seeing a lot of stuff that would seem to line all these prophecy conferences now, people talking about the end times. But they lived every day like he was coming. They thought he was coming back like pretty quick. Yeah. How would that impact your life if you lived like that? Yeah, there's only been a few times in my life that I've thought, man, what if Jesus came back right now? And it's usually when I'm doing something I shouldn't be doing. I'm like, what am I doing? You know what I mean? Uh, but if to be conscious of that continually, you know, that would, I would imagine, because I have not, you know, been the best about that, that that will produce a sense of urgency. Though, you know, that's what I've experienced the times that I have felt that way. Well, you're a football player, right? So let me ask you a question. Be real honest here. All right. When you're doing drills in the summer or when you were practicing and the coach was far away, he couldn't see you. When the coach got close up, did you give more effort when he was right there over your shoulder looking at you? Like, I mean, were you were you aware of him? You know, like when the coach would walk by and you're doing a drill, uh-huh. w- would you step up your game because he was there and you wanted him to see that you were putting forth effort? I would be aware of a coach's presence for sure, but I also, you know, what kind of kept me honest uh, when he wasn't there was – my teammates were there and they're, they're looking at me too, but there is that an extra sense of when the coach's eyes are on you. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. When he's there in, I mean, you know, this is the coach. Yeah. You, you want to make sure. So the whole thing with Jesus is he's always here. Mm -hmm. He's always watching. And he told that story or he told many stories, parables about like the steward Mm, uh, the yeah. steward, you know, people he was giving five talents, mm-hmm. two talents, one talent, um, ten talents. Uh, parable, the the parable of the uh, the virgins, you know, and the, mm-hmm. the oil for the lamps. All these parables are about somebody going away and coming back, and people not being ready yeah. or not doing what they're supposed to be doing, and um, and I just think. So often for most of us, we live every day like, well, it ain't going to be in our lifetime. Yeah. You know, I mean, like he could come back uh, probably in 100 years, maybe. Oh, yeah, he's coming back. But it doesn't really impact our life, which begs the question, do we really believe it? Right. Do we really believe it? Yeah. I mean, um, I don't know. I think it should impact us. Accountability is a lot more uh, stepped up if you really believe you're about to have to give an account for something. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And you know, I think a lot of us, you know, are uh, my sense of a lot of people is to kind of use that as a reason to bury their heads in the sand. Well, Jesus is coming back, so 
we don't got to do X, Y, or Z, but because he's coming back, we need to be more urgent about going about his business. Yeah, we do. And here's the thing, what Satan does, and I used to see this a lot when I do these evangelism training conferences, when you hear the word evangelism or sharing the gospel and you think about your own gospel sharing, um, um, accountability like how many times have you shared with anybody the whole gospel message um the enemy wants to come in and say you're a loser mm. and because 95 percent of the people never tell anybody about jesus and what he did on the cross and his resurrection and the hope he offers and so the enemy comes in and goes you know what you're a loser you, you haven't even done that and so you you feel beat down you feel this paralyzation of um uh, you're paralyzed because you haven't done it and you, you're not really sure how to do it or you think there's more technique involved than you're capable of. And so what happens is the enemy basically keeps us from doing it because he convinces us, well, we've already blown it, so I, I'm I'm just not going to do it. And we don't pray and ask God for opportunities to do it. That's one prayer he wants to answer. You pray and ask God for an opportunity to be a witness for him and watch what he'll do. He'll bring those opportunities to you. And you need to be ready to give an answer for the hope that's in you, Peter said. And so uh, his mercy is new every morning. And so I think it'd be good for all of us to take some inventory of our life to say, if I've not been a faithful witness for him, I need to own it and and repent and and what that means is you don't do it in your own power but you own the fact that you've not been a witness for him and you ask god to help you be a witness for him to give you opportunities to be a witness for him and then give you the power and strength and the discernment to know how and when to share that with people yeah and uh you do that and he will do that. That's what he wants you to do, being part of his rescue effort. Mm-hmm. But you're not really a part of the rescue effort if you don't ever do anything. You just sit around and go, well, I'm on the rescue team. <laughs> um, because we all have a part. We all have a spiritual gift. We all have ways that we can help. Not everybody's going to do it like Billy Graham. Not everybody's going to do it like your pastor. You're going to do it differently. But we all are called to be witnesses. And and we start locally, Jerusalem, and expand out from that. So that's what he, he says in Acts 1 through 11. He calls us to teach his message. Remember, his, his message is repentance and, and the forgiveness that comes through the cross. Teach his priority, which is the kingdom of God. Trust his power, which is the power of the Holy Spirit. And then follow his plan. Start local and expand outward and hopefully those principles right there will be things that you can take ownership of if you're not doing it repent and ask him to help you do that does that does that make sense yeah it does and and just as an encouragement to everybody like it's not something that you know you got to be trained in seminary to do you know uh, i remember when i became a christian i was you know seven or whatever six in first grade and I remember immediately kind of going out and telling my friends and I had a a hunger and a heart there. And probably from like six to 12, I was 
I was I was doing it, and then you know I got uh, the cares of the world got in the way for a little bit, and until I was about twenty five or so. But if if a six year old, seven year old can do it, you can do it too. Yeah, it's just one beggar telling another beggar uh-huh. where to find some food. Yeah, right. That's it. And um, we can't let the enemy. The enemy will do everything he can to pry, try to prevent you. And here's the thing. The enemy can't steal your salvation, but what he can do is is uh, he can hurt your witness mm-hmm. if you let him. And you, you know, you have to, we're going to look at next week, verses 12 through 26, and we're going to look at what it means to walk in an abiding love with him, mm-hmm. what that really means to that the word abide means to walk with you're kind of walking alongside and um and we see that in the disciples you know um they they walked with jesus but again before the holy spirit came they were quick to scatter at times yeah and so uh we're going to see a very different group of men mm-hmm. after the holy spirit comes and uh it's really exciting what god does and again, the greatest rescue effort in the world. It's unstoppable. And if you're his and he's called you and chosen you, you're a part of that. So uh, come on board. Let's yeah. go. All right. That is all the time we've got today. I made it through the whole program with only one sneeze, so I'm pretty That's happy good. about that. Uh, you've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com or listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. You can also download our SWAT app in the App Store, and you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk. That's at SWAT Radio Talk. Uh, Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Have a nice day. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's work to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual